You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after finally a Hornets victory, 118-108 to in Memphis. The Hornets able to finally snap a five-game skid. We got plenty to talk about this one. What does this win mean moving forward? What were the big talking points after this one as the Hornets are able able to pull out a 118-108 win in Memphis against a very good Grizzlies team and against a very good player in John Morant. We'll get to all of that in a moment. Also, we will talk some 2K ratings as well. Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball, the Airbnb connection on the move a little bit. Is it enough? Is it right? Is it wrong? We will talk about that here in a few moments. But helping me break this all down is Wes Robinson of Hornets Social Media back again on the HHC. Wes, thank you for joining me, especially after a big W in Memphis. Yeah, Rob, I told you before that be, uh, being on the show is even better uh, when there's a Hornets win. And what better way to come off this road trip and come back home to our fans on Friday and bring a big W back home? Yeah, very big W indeed. Let's go ahead and recap this one down. Charlotte got off to an okay start here in the first quarter. Had to call a timeout about five minutes in to kill a 14-6 run. John Morant was just incandescent. Six for six from the floor at that point. He had 13 points, but the Hornets had some really good three-point shooting. Four of five from beyond Yark. Foul trouble was an issue early, especially for the bigs. Mason Plumley and Nick Richards each had two fouls with about four minutes left to go in the first quarter. Gordon Hayward, though, was able to tie it at 21 with an and one. He got started early and often last night. Gordon Hayward bumped by the defender, goes up off the glass, good for two. Two's not enough though, Gordon. Better make it three, and he'll be at the line for the and one opportunity. 
John Morant continued to just dazzle in the first quarter. He finishes with 19 points, goes 9 of 12 from the floor, but Kelly Oubre really got started in that first quarter as well, hitting a couple of three-pointers. Hayward gives to Oubre, catch and shoot three, it's good! Kelly Oubre Jr. blowing a kiss to row one. Kelly blew a lot of kisses to row one last night. He finishes the first half not as impressive as you would have thought. Gordon Hayward finishes the first half with 12 points, but Kelly Oubre with that three sparked a 13-0 run that started the second quarter off to a phenomenal start for the Hornets. Memphis did not score a point, in fact, until the 631 mark in that second frame. Terry Rozier at that point was getting the job done for the Hornets. Miles Bridges gets to the baseline. Good ball fake to get the defender in the air, but he can't shoot it. Throws over the top to Terry Rozier. He'll penetrate up off the contact, throws it up, gets the roll. Terry Rozier hooping the harm, and he's going to the line with a three-point play opportunity. The Hornets led 60-52 to going into the locker room. John Morant was limited to just three points in that second quarter. Like I mentioned, Gordon Hayward had 12 points for the Hornets through there. Then we go to the third quarter. The Hornets got in a little bit of trouble. A sizable lead whittled down to just two. Hornets had to call a timeout early to kill an 8-2 run. But Kelly Oubre once again with three-point shooting coming in the clutch. Pass to Oubre. Catch and shoot three on the way. It's good. Kelly Oubre Jr. Yet another Lowe's drilling threes bucket. He's got 17 tonight. Oubre finishes the third quarter with 22 points, 11 of them coming in the third frame. The Hornets were up 81-78 to going into the fourth and final quarter. Hornets had a run against them early in the fourth as well. James Brego even picked up a technical not even three minutes into the fourth quarter. The Hornets were able to weather the storm, though, once again, thanks to Tsunami Poppy. Pass to Oubre. Oubre fires off a three, strokes another one, blow a kiss, Kelly Oubre Jr. Drilling another Lowe's three-point shot to put the Hornets up 11. The Hornets put up 37 points in the fourth quarter. Kelly Oubre with 37 points of his home. It was a game high for Tsunami Poppy coming off the bench. Not a career high, though, but he did reach a career high in three-pointers made with seven. So, Wes, just all in all, a really phenomenal win. What was your biggest takeaway from last night? Yeah, definitely it was a production with Gordon Hayward. I mean, starting out the game uh, with 10 points in the first quarter, I mean, we were getting killed by John Morant when having a 19 points in the, four, in the first quarter, and we just really didn't have an answer defensively. But the only way we were going to be able to stay in this game and not lose it the way we've done earlier in this road trip was be able, be able to match their scoring. That's the biggest thing that Dell and uh, Eric pointed out was that even though Memphis was getting up the floor and John's having a big quarter, we were still in the game. We, we, we didn't lose it no more than five points. We had Cody Martin coming in. We had a great spark off the bench, even though some of our guys were struggling and we were in some foul trouble. But I do like the way Gordon Hayward started off with 10 points. He did finish with 25. He didn't shoot perfect from the floor, but he got in, he got to the line often, made all his free throws. He went, he went 100%, 11 for 11 last night. So that definitely helped us to be able to stay on pace, to be able to keep the flow going enough so that a person like Kelly Oubre, or whether it was going to be Miles or LaMelo, somebody was going to be able to catch fire as Gordon was going to keep us on pace. In, in typical Gordon Hayward fashion, despite having such a great game himself, he credited the bench after last night's win. Yeah, our bench was huge. They've been, they've been huge for us all season, honestly. You know, won us multiple games, tonight included. You know, I think they just they did a really good job of coming in and settling us down. Obviously, KO with his shot making, but I thought Nick was really good. Jalen was really good. Cody, all of them, I think, contributed. That's what takes teams to the next level is able to have, you know, a bench that comes in and pushes it like that and kind of boosts up the energy. So, you know, we need that.
Wes, the bench has definitely been a point of emphasis this season for the Hornets. The first couple games when the Hornets were having that really good start to the beginning of the season, it was the bench that was getting the job done, especially in that game at Brooklyn with Ish Smith coming off the bench and providing a spark. Last night was no exception, and it seems like that's just kind of been the story of the season so far for the Hornets because during this five-game losing skid, the bench wasn't really doing a whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the first eight games of the season, we were averaging at least 38 points off the bench. And with that hot start that we did have, a lot of that was contributed to a lot of the bench players that we had. You mentioned uh, people like Ish Smith, even Kelly Oubre uh, uh, helped us out with two 20-point games. Kelly Oubre catching fire, that opened up a lot for our other guys to be able to come in and, and finish a lot of what the bench has already started. And within the first four games of this road trip that we have, we only averaged 23 and a half. And you can see the, the much difference of there losing 14 points off the bench, we ran into these kind of like dry spots where we couldn't really get anything going. It, it, it was terrible cold streaks. And a lot of these games that we were in, in the beginning of this road trip, uh, we kind of lost it around the second or third quarter. Sometimes I think in one game, we lost it in the fourth, going on these cold streaks that we didn't really have a spark off the bench. So with Kelly Oubre coming in as hot as he did, we're not looking for that every night, but if we can find a way to continue to have some kind of balanced scoring with our guys coming off the bench, that will be a great team going down the stretch. Kelly Oubre last night, 13-17 from the floor, including 7-9 of nine from beyond the arc. But the rest of the bench did a really good job as well. Cody Martin, Nick Richards, Jalen McDaniels, they were, combining all three of those, they were 7-16 of 16 from the floor. So pretty good there as well, considering that your bench is almost shooting 50%. Not too shabby at all. We'll give out some gold stars here, Wes. I'll call them some gold stars. As the guest of honor, I will give you, I don't want to say it's the low-hanging fruit, but I'll give you the first opportunity to pick the obvious one. Yeah, man, definitely Kelly Oubre coming off the bench with 37. That was a phenomenal game. I mean, this season with Kelly Oubre scoring at least 25 points, we're now 3-0, and and that's the most points for a reserve in franchise history, breaking Malik Monk's record earlier this year in February against the Miami Heat. And he's done that. He's hit seven threes four times in his career. I don't know what it is about the lucky number seven, but something that Kelly Oubre likes to do and Seven is his career high for three-pointers made. And when he's on fire, there's nothing stopping that guy. We saw that tonight. Charlotte up by 11. They're going to drain this clock. Give to Miles Bridges into the corner. Oubre squaring up for three. Give him another one. Career high. Seven made threes for Kelly Oubre Jr. An impeccable performance. Tsunami Poppy, Wave Poppy, whatever you want to call him. He was just in fuego last night. I am going to give my gold star out to the bench in general, but especially Jalen McDaniels had a pretty big momentum play early on in the second quarter. Conchar, the rebound, gives inside for Clark, who's rejected by Jalen McDaniels. Oubre up with a loose ball, moves up the floor. Great back line defense there from Jalen McDaniels. He collects in the paint, goes up the lane. Yes, plus the foul. Jalen McDaniels doesn't look like an impressive stat line when you take a look at the box score. Six points, two of five from the floor, hit a three-pointer, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. So he did a little bit of everything last night. But the biggest thing that impressed me was he was a plus 15 coming off the bench. Again, sometimes plus minus can be a misleading stat, but I don't think that was the case last night for Jalen McDaniels or the rest of the bench for that matter. Yeah, the bench play is definitely something that's going to be the identity of our team. I mean, to be able to have, to be able to put a lot of pressure on defense, on defense defenses on both ends on the court 
with our guys coming off the bench. I mean, uh, when you're playing against a team like Charlotte, you normally want to key in on a guy like LaMelo Ball. If you stop his pace, you can kind of control the setting of the game. But you're, if you're pulling from that and then you bring in people like Ish and then you bring in the athleticism uh, of Cody Martin and the outside shooting and rebounding that Jalen McDaniels can bring in, and then you bring a big guy like Nick Richards coming in, you didn't really get much play last season, but – He's definitely been coming in and giving us some strong minutes at that center position, something that we really need in that position. So it's great to see that we were able to go from Plumlee to Nick to be able to give us some significant size. And we're still down a guy with P.J. Washington. P.J. is normally the guy that gives us that ability to run the floor and play small ball and knock down a lot of top-of-the-key outside shoot outside shots these guys are not able to do that so we now have to find different ways of how we're going to be able to uh, set that up on the on the, with the second unit so big clap and gold star to Cody Martin Jalen McDaniels and Nick Richards for coming in and contributing the way they did last night Hornets definitely face adversity in this one like you mentioned no PJ Washington so that shortened the bench especially in the front court where it was a night that Mason Plumlee eventually fouled out with a little bit of time left to go in the game with about two minutes left to go Nick Richards was sitting on five fouls for most of the the fourth quarter as well. So a little bit of adversity in that aspect as the Hornets pick up a 118 to 108 win in Memphis, snapping a five-game losing skid and are now just a game below 500 at six and seven on the regular season. Next up, Friday night at the Hive, City Edition uniforms being debuted. Brand new throwback court looking really spiffy out there. I saw it on the way in yesterday as well. It's going to look really good here at the Hive. You might want to check it out, especially on a Friday night against the New York Knicks. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com, the Hornets mobile app, or at Hornets.com as well. So, moving forward, what does this win mean for the Hornets? A lengthy road trip coming back home, have a four-game homestand now. We'll talk about all of that next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. The Hornets definitely walking with their feet 10 feet off of Beal after a 118-108 win last night at FedEx Forum. Rob Longo, Wes Robinson of Hornets Social Media here with you today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. And Wes, when it's all said and done, we talk so much ad nauseum about this road trip, not only here on the Hornets Hivecast, but on the Hornets Radio Network broadcast as well about what was acceptable for this road trip. Obviously, you would like to go above 500, but the way that this schedule worked out. The Hornets just faced a murderer's row of some teams. I mean, Golden State with one of the best records to start a season just in general going 9-1. and one. Then you got a hot shooting Sacramento team, a tough Clippers team that clamped down. The Hornets had one bad quarter and that's all it was. And then you had a team in the Lakers that were a veteran team that knew how to win down the stretch as well. So, you know, when it's all said and done, it was a very difficult road trip. Hornets able to finally salvage a win last night in Memphis. Kelly Oubre said that this team just has to build on this momentum moving forward. It's amazing, man. I'm, I'm just excited to get home. You know, I'm excited to get home 
to my house and my bed first and foremost, but then also get home to my, you know, our fans and, you know, the Spectrum Center. So, you know, I think we need to carry this momentum for this game to next game and the games after that and continue to just get better. You know, we have a lot of youth on this team, so we're just constantly growing and getting better every day anyway. Wes, I will defer to you first, though. Is this a bigger win than it looks like on paper? Yes, it's obviously always great to snap a five-game losing streak, but is this one where the Hornets can really turn a corner moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't want people to actually look at this win and think it, it was one that they were supposed to win. I mean, this wasn't an easy win at all. We we're coming off a very tough road trip, or probably one of the toughest stretches of the season. And we had this early on starting out and it didn't really, it got a little rocky. We had a, we had a loss in, uh, at home against Cleveland, a, a very good Cleveland team moving into a hot, very hot Golden State team. And as you mentioned, Sacramento, they're really not known for their outside shooting as much. But for some reason, they had a phenomenal game against us, and they knocked us off pretty pretty bad. And then playing back-to-back against two L.A. teams with the Clippers and the Lakers, the one thing I did learn from these last three matchups for sure is that moving from Golden State to Sacramento, knowing that where we lost the game somewhere around the second and third quarter, with the Clippers, we played a much longer stride of uh, basketball staying into these games. The only problem was that we were still struggling on figuring out how we were going to close out those games. And James Borrego talked about that tonight, is that when the crowd is getting riled up and there's, there's runs going on, how is this team going to, is going to face adversity and come out of those situations and know how to close out that game? And we saw that tonight. Despite DeJean Morant going off for 19 in the first quarter, with them sparking – we're going on a 17-2 run, and then they come back with a run as well, and then we come back with another run to be able to finish them off in the fourth quarter. That's very huge, and that's what you want from your team coming from that road trip is that we're not just losing these games, but we're learning something from these games, and that's, that's something that we can carry going forward. And learning that, that's much better to learn on the road than at home. So carrying this from the road and coming back home where you do have the crowd on your side and they're able to back you and bring the excitement. And then we can have the advantage of that kind of atmosphere like we normally do this season. And then we can apply that to these games going forward. And we have a huge matchup coming up over these stretch of the games with the Knicks and the Golden State Warriors. So this is definitely something that we need to carry on against these two tough matchups coming up. James Borrego touched on it yesterday after last night's win about what this means moving forward. And this momentum didn't really start yesterday. It started back in Los Angeles. I feel better. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think both the LA games were a part of that. I thought we played well in the Clipper game. We did not close out the last six minutes. I liked our effort in the Laker game. I think we showed that same resiliency in the Laker game and we carried it over to tonight that there was a moment tonight that we could have let go of the rope and we didn't. We kept playing and showed that fight and resiliency. So we're getting there. We still got a long ways to go, but I think we'll, you know, we'll clean up from what we see on film tonight and get better. Wes, the other thing I take away from this one last night was I mentioned it a little bit, the adversity of the foul trouble and that sort of thing. That is not easy to take care of, especially when the other team has a big that is just so physical and very brutal at times. And Steve Adams, I mean, sometimes he is just a force to be reckoned with. He wasn't as bad yesterday as he was in the preseason game back in October here at the Hive. But all in all, I completely agree with JB said there about this just seems like, you know, a lot of times with these losing streaks, it's not a fact of the team just not playing well. I mean, sure, there's an aspect to that, but a lot of times it's just 
just not things just aren't simply going your way and I think that was the case at least in the Lakers game where it was just a really bizarre game I'm not saying that Malik Monk's three at the half court third quarter buzzer was the difference but it ended up being the difference points wise in a three-point loss and going to overtime as well it just seemed like this was a long time coming where the Hornets finally were able to get everything going their way for once and like I said it just feels like it was a long time coming because as we've seen sometimes here in the past in the Queen City you can have some pretty lengthy losing streaks but definitely not with the talent that surrounds this team yep absolutely and, and this, this is definitely something that that's going to be huge for us I mean there's a lot to ride in this game coming into Friday I mean I think uh, you got Kimball Walker coming back in town we're debuting our high 75 jerseys we got the classic court down it's Friday night it's been a long time since we've had a Hornets home game so a good lesson that we're able to uh, take from the road and just like James Borrego said the momentum of learning how to close out these games definitely came from the LA game we did see that I mean you can see we were pretty much in those games the entire time, and we did have a significant leads. Well, we went toe to toe with these guys. These are two teams, arguably uh, finals contenders, and that's, if that's the way we're going to play against those kind of teams, that's that's exactly what we want to do and carry it over to the Eastern Conference and every matchup that we have going down the season. We want to be able to stay in those games no matter what. If it ends up being an outcome where we don't win those games, there has to be something that we have to learn from it. We have to be able to take something from each one of these losses and turn them into lessons so that we can move forward with our schedule going down the line. Hornets win it last night in Memphis, 118 to 108, improving the six and seven on the regular season. Coming up next, brand new 2K ratings. Where do Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball move from here? Do they go up, down, sideways? We'll tell you next here on a Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Rob Longo and Wes Robinson with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, putting a button on this one. And Wes, some updated 2K rankings coming out earlier this week with Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball. As we take a look at them, I will try not to play spoiler a little bit here, but do you think Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball went up or down in the latest rankings? I want to say they went. The way they've been playing this season, pretty much with the hype and especially Miles Bridges taking the jump that he's been taking this season. I'm going to say those guys are definitely taking off. And I think it applies right to Miles' name. We call him Sky Miles for a reason. So I want to say that his, his ratings went up sky high. So Miles went from a 78 the first two weeks of the regular season to up to an 83, which in my mind certainly makes a whole lot of sense, especially since we've had so much discussion here on the Hornets Hivecast about how he is a early front runner already for most improved player this season. LaMelo Ball, of course, he improved as well. Started off the launch of 2K at an 84, was there as well at 84 in the first week. He jumps to 87 in the latest 2K ratings. Is that too high, too low, just right? That is just perfect. I mean, LaMelo Ball is doing a phenomenal job. He just came off capping off his second triple-double. And look at the matchup of the point guards that he's had to face. He's been a tough one, Steph Curry, going against De'Aaron Fox. 
Russell Westbrook, and tonight John Morant. And he's been doing a great job, uh, not just with his outside shooting, but with his passing ability as well. I would say the only thing that would be a knock against his game was just some of the foul troubles that he's got in. And as a young, aggressive point guard as he is, playing those passing lanes and trying to knock off these kind of quick defenders and keep up with them, you're going to have those kind of uh, nitpick fouls where they'll, you know, he'll get his hand caught in the cookie jar here and now, now and then, but I love his aggressiveness. I mean, that's something that you definitely want to ask for, that your point guard is playing on both sides of the ball. So that's definitely a significant boost. I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job. He's carrying the momentum that he had from his rookie of the year campaign, and he's pushing that into his second year. He's not taking his foot off the gas one bit. And for Miles Bridges, I mean, we talked about him enough, about the significant jump that he's had while increasing his points, I think almost by 12 points from last year. He's doing a phenomenal job, not just from – the dunking ability and running the floor, the most impressive part of his game to me is outside shooting. That is something that when he came into this team, it's something that he wanted to perfect. And it's just not the, the catch and shoots. It's the catch, step back, side side steps that, uh, that he likes to knock down, not just from the corner three, but from the top of the key, running the break and stopping and pulling up. These are things that he's gotten better with his outside shooting. So I love his decision-making on the floor that pretty much he's kind of almost perfected where he loves his spots on the floor and how he's going to get to them to be able to get buckets. LaMelo Ball overall rating in 87, his three-point shooting in 81. His dunking, I think, is a little low at 65, especially after the way he threw one down last night in Memphis driving to the rim. Miles Bridges in 83 overall now in 82, so he's technically better at three-point shooting in theory according to to NBA 2K, then LaMelo Ball. The dunking, though, is a 91, which I don't really agree with. Jones penetrates, pass, tipped, and stolen away. Plumley ahead of the pack to Rozier. He'll throw the lob. Here's Bridges for the left-handed Dr. Pepper dunk, and that is the full two liters. A full two liter indeed, according to Sam Farber. And Wes, if Miles Bridges just keeps throwing these dunks down, I don't know how he doesn't accumulate a 99 overall on 2K. I mean, it's only right, right? You know, I mean, throw 100 if he wants to. If he wants to be the first to get 100 between him and John Collins, I think those two definitely deserve it. But I think, especially from last night's game, it's hard to not put him in the 99 conversation when the, the ability that he has to make a decision on a pass that Terry Rozier threw last night that just seems out of reach, right? He's, he's not able to get to his comfortable right side of, uh, that he's better with, dunking with his right hand. So he goes with his left dominant hand and dunks it with the ball kind of like over his back. I would say he kind of challenged the Odell Beckham catch and then brought it down. I mean, this guy, this is very fun to watch. And his dunks, they just seem to be different every time. If you're watching Miles Bridges, and especially like many of our fans have been doing since gotten in Charlotte, his dunks never look the same. There's always something unique about it. You can challenge him in so many different ways, off the glass, 360, dribbling, spin, dunking, dunking in traffic, dunking on people like he did Clint Capella last year. So this guy is just fun to watch. It's very hard to see why his dunking rating is so low, but Ronnie 2K, we're working on that. I think, Miles, you just keep doing what you're doing. And we're going to see that go up and up. I don't know what else he has to do to get to that 99 ranking. I guess maybe win the dunk contest here in a couple months in Cleveland. That's the only thing I can think of. Might be on to something. Might be on to something indeed. Wes Robinson of Hornets Social Media, thank you so much for joining me here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I really appreciate it, and I love being on these shows when it's a win. 
And I want our Hornets fans to come and support us Friday night. Let's go Hornets. You heard the man. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com, Hornets.com, and the Hornets mobile app as well for Friday's showdown against former Hornet Kemba Walker and the New York Knicks. Tip time is at 7 o'clock. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. A reminder, of course, we will have tomorrow's preview edition of the Hornets taking on the Knicks. Sam Farber will join me for that one as well. For Wes Robinson, I'm Rob Longo saying so long and thank you for checking out today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.